Hi everyone, hello and welcome back to the latest episode of the Irish Balance podcast. If you are new to the podcast, you're very welcome. My name is Dr. Kira Kelly. I am a medical doctor specialising in public health medicine in Galway in Ireland. I'm delighted to have you and you've got a bank of episodes prior to this one to look forward to. And if you're a regular listener, then you already know who I am. Welcome back and thank you for joining again this week. As always, you'll find me at the Irish Balance on Instagram and my blog is the Irish Balance blog. And this is the Irish Balance podcast. Now, I know this is a very strange and challenging time for us all um, in Ireland and across the world with the COVID-19 pandemic. And staying physically active is a really important part of our current lives that we can use to our advantage to help um, our physical and mental health. And I'm so excited to bring you today's guest. And my guest today is Natalie Lennon. Now, Natalie is at Natalie Lennon on Instagram and is a personal trainer, fitness influencer, nutrition coach and friend of mine. And she has a background in earth science, which I always think is so fascinating. Um, The reason I brought Natalie onto the Irish Balance podcast is because her message around fitness is one of balance, making it realistic and enjoyable as part of your lifestyle um, at the level of the individual. And it's a message she shares from her experience as a personal trainer, but also as a person, a human being. And I think that we could all do with that approach to our movement and exercise, focusing on what we enjoy, what's sustainable and what's realistic in our own lives. Welcome to the podcast, Natalie, for a second episode, because you were on the podcast, um, I think, last year. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. That was such a lovely intro. Thank you so much, Kira. Um, it is an absolute honour to be back on your podcast with you. And thank you so much for having me here. I'm really looking forward to um, chatting to you things today. Me too. I was saying to someone recently that these podcasts are a great way for me to catch up with people while uh, having the chat as well. <laughs> 100%. We haven't saw each other in so long, so I'm looking forward to catching up too. <laughs> Definitely. We'll try and keep on track. Um, Natalie, I was wondering if you could share a little bit of a background about yourself, first of all, for the listeners, in case people haven't listened to our first episode or just want to know a bit more about you. Sure. Um So I guess, listen, you have given them a great idea of what it is that I do. So I background in earth science. Then after that, decided I wanted to kind of chase the the mini dream of doing personal training. Done that for three years, then became the nutrition and health coach. Got my um, certificate with the Irish Institute of Nutrition and Health. So since then, God, it must be a year and a half, year and a half, nearly two years now. I've been doing more nutritional coaching and I guess you could view it as lifestyle health coaching with clients online and then as you said somewhat and I hate the word I just wish there was something else a somewhat influencer there have Mm. been some partnerships and I love spreading my message on Instagram um, and sharing uh, like what is so key to your message as well this idea of balance Um, so to share that with the listeners a little bit more I guess I shared a message that was the absolute opposite and it was pure extremes in my past because I fell into a place of having quite an unhealthy relationship with food and with fitness, extremely obsessive. Um, And then it's funny, so I went from a competitor who was extremely obsessive, someone who wanted to show that she wasn't obsessive and became more obsessive in the process. And then as I fell out of that, you could say that I probably fell onto somewhat the path of wanting to be part of the body positivity movement. And then I realized there was a degree of that that wasn't necessarily, in my opinion, kind of sustainable or truthful either, because there is a balance at the end of the day. And there is an extreme with body positivity. There's an extreme with tracking calories. There's an extreme with exercise. So being a lifestyle and health coach, nutrition coach, personal trainer, all of that right now, 
I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving this new message and element of harmony that I feel like I've brought into my life. And I try to share that with everyone now. Um, so people know that there is, it is possible to find harmony between all of the slices of the pie in this life. Um, and you don't have to be, I suppose, like we have mentioned before, associating our identity with different parts of our lifestyle, that that can all change and that's okay. So that's very much so where my heart is at right now, where my message is at. I love my healthy recipes, but I also love, like I was saying to you last night, I had a takeaway and a Bailey's at like two in the morning and who am I? But <laughs> that's, what, that's what life is about. It's about balance at the end of the day. So that is me. I love that. And isn't it interesting the way when we talk about these things, we say, who am I? You know, I just it struck me when you said that there and you kind of go that when we you and I were chatting about um, parts of of how we eat and how we move being wrapped up in our identity. And I think that's something you and I have definitely had in the past and something we've tried to move away from a bit and embrace food and and movement as just part of our lifestyle as opposed to part of who we intrinsically are. I think when we say things like, who am I? I can't believe I did that. And you go, well, actually, you're not defined by those choices. They don't define you as a human being. They're not why your family and your friends love you. They love you for so many other reasons, apart from whether you choose to have a takeaway on a Saturday or a Friday or at all. You know what I mean? I think we say it with, well, I say it with like a a degree of excitement. Because Mm. obviously, you know, getting takeaways and drinks and staying up late every night is not healthy. But to be able to do that once in the week or once every fortnight and not have it mentally impact us when in the past we did totally associate ourselves with a certain way of living. Um, it's exciting to realize that we don't have to be defined by our lifestyle. And it is so exciting to realize that who we are can change. Um, but yeah, yeah. And I was wondering when you talked about there, kind of you alluded to your professional and your personal journeys, I guess, and how they've kind of aligned and diverged and converged. Do you think what you're sharing now and the kind of that sort of harmony you feel you've reached at the minute, do you think what you share comes more from your professional teachings or your personal teachings or a blend of a bit of both? Well, that's a really good question. Mm. Um, It's definitely a blend, 100% a blend. I, for example, like say studying my nutrition course, I suppose that is talking about health and there wasn't necessarily a degree of, you know, here's why your takeaway is good for you Mm. occasionally or here's why having a drink is actually good for your mental health occasionally. And that's where the personal blending comes in. Um, But there's definitely, I suppose, more so professional teachings than personal because a lot of my personal beliefs would be the same as the professional ones. Mm. Do you know what I mean by that? I do, I do. Yeah. Um, Mm. So it definitely would be a blend of both. And when it comes down to, I suppose, the way we live the way people want to live the way I feel like I want to live it varies between like a an 80 20 a 70 30 and a 90 10 way of living Mm. yeah I know what you mean blending there yeah and when we so what the what I wanted to kind of touch on in this episode was the idea of staying active while staying home um and I'll get into that in a second but first of all um just to get a sense of, of, of kind of your favorite or favorites, what would be your favorite ways to move and to exercise? So right now I am dealing with a slight hip injury that happened 
um, back in October. But if I didn't have that hip injury, my favorite way to move, honestly, would probably be running, hiking, and some body weight circuits. Um, or body weight circuits, but kind of body weight, I suppose, kind of dance movement in a sense. So some people mm. that follow me may know, like I've been doing some Instagram live workouts on Saturday morning since this started. And yes, it is body weight circuits, but it is somewhat to music. Um, I do enjoy different types of movement, but I'm not really about the, you know, push as hard as you can and keep going and like sweat until you're viable. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> it's all about what we enjoy. So my personal forms of movement, running, hiking, which is hard to do right now because we are still within our um, two kilometer restrictions, but then movement to music and just going with what feels natural on that day. Um, and I've really been enjoying training from home and moving at home over the last few weeks. I think it has helped reignite a little bit of a spark with bodyweight training um, because when the gym is there, there was possibly a subconscious feeling that I sh- should be doing more weights. Mm. Um, and it has definitely helped me personally reignite a bit of a, a love for just bodyweight training since this happened. So, you know, I do think that everything is somewhat a blessing in disguise and the injury maybe having to stay at home I'm sure a lot of people are learning a lot about themselves and the forms of movement that they actually enjoy rather than what they feel like they possibly have to do because of um society's you know quotation marks norm um, and yeah. yeah I love that answer I absolutely love that answer and I have to say um for those who aren't following you you've been incredibly honest in sharing um dealing with injury and I think that speaks to a lot of mental resilience to put that out there um I know two years ago I had a knee injury which I think I've told you about before but I just really felt I couldn't share it because mentally it was just um, really challenging for me it was an injury that really transformed my relationship with exercise for the better which was great but I had to go on that journey myself and I think it's really brave to share how you have um, you know dealt with your injury since November I just think I just wanted to say that I think that's a really brave thing to do it's obviously a decision that you made but it definitely is very brave thing to put out there. Thank you so much. I do. I really appreciate that. It was hard to share. But at the same time, my Instagram has become a place of realness. And I I kind of felt like if I didn't share it, obviously, you only share what you want to share. But I genuinely really, really wanted to because I was struggling so much. I figured sharing it was going to help someone else. And in a sense, a problem shared is a problem halved. Mm. So sharing it with so many people, it wasn't um, as as with everything. It's not like you're looking for someone to give you a, you know, um, it's not a, a pity me story it's just like a, guys this is real this is real life and this is real emotion and a lot of people go through it and I think it's important to share the highs and the lows on Instagram I really am a preacher of that and mm. um, it's too much of a highlight reel yes I want to share my highs but I will I think I will always share my lows once it's something I feel comfortable sharing and once I know that sharing it is going to help other people and um, yeah sure. and that's the key part isn't it because injuries uh, and I know this from personal experience, they can be so lonely. I think it's really important to say that, like it can really feel. And I mean, lonely is relative to, I suppose, what you what you think you should you would be doing if you didn't have the injury, if that makes sense. Um, like I know they say doctors make the worst patients and it's 100 percent true. Like whenever I've had little niggles or injuries, I'm really bad at um, trying to maintain a positive outlook on them. Much better in the last few months and years. But I'm they, with the turnaround because it's not easy. Yeah, it, it, it is exactly. And I think that it, one of the things that's helpful 
maybe for others who are on social media and who might be dealing with something similar themselves is seeing that someone else is going through that feeling of not necessarily being able to do what you'd like to do in a given day or moment um, as a result of of a little training niggle, for example. And I think it's really honest to share that. So thank you for sharing yours. No, thanks needed. (laughs) (laughs) And the types of exercise that you mentioned that you really enjoy, have they always been your favourites? Like when you were a kid, were they your favourites or are they favourites that have you've kind of grown into as an adult? Kira, it's funny. They have always been my favourites. But then there was that period that I went through mm. where I did not do them. And that was down to, I suppose, it was down to, I suppose, that voice in my head. But that was planted there because of diet culture and societal, what we feel like is being put out there as societal norms. Um, so when I was younger, my favorite form of movement was always dancing. Um, that was just something that I was, you know, put into as a child. I was never necessarily that sporty. And then as I got a little bit older, I suppose then I started to do some running. Um, you wouldn't necessarily run when you're very young. Now I did do a little bit of cross country, actually, now that I think of it. And I really... Oh, there you go. It. Yeah, the pennies are all dropping. Um, yeah. But then, you know, it kind of... In college, when I was starting to exercise a little bit more, it was some running and it was the hip hop crew. Um, so they were always my favorites. And then I went through this period where I just let diet culture t- take over um, from my intuitions. And that is, you know, that's a, a story for another day that I feel like happens a lot of women. But um, luckily now, overcoming that and coming out the other side, they are coming back to be my favorite forms of exercise obviously mentioning my injury I can't run right now so I have substituted that with a cross trainer because um cardiovascular fitness is important to me and it's movement that I enjoy Um, so it's slightly different it's not the very same but that is what I'm doing to substitute for it right now and just before lockdown happened I was starting to attend dance classes more I've got into TikTok I'm trying to learn dances off TikTok so you're the- very good at TikTok can I just say <laughs> I don't know about that but I suppose the answer to that question is yes but there was a period in between where diet culture um took away from that intuition which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to I'm 100% I'm sure they can I feel like the more podcasts I listen to on the subject of relationships with food and fitness the more I realize how much so many women and men have in common um and the reason I asked about sort of what you enjoyed as a kid is because it was something my housemate and I were chatting about recently. And I just think it's really interesting when you go back to what you kind of grew up loving and what kind of put you into that bit of flow where your mind's kind of switched off and you just kind of felt free and, you know, exhilarated afterwards. Um, maybe not exhilarated in the real typical sweaty sense, obviously. Um, yeah. But just you felt like you were just embracing a bit of freedom and movement and expressive um, expressivity, for want of a better word. And I can relate to that 100%, I think, Um the gym and that sort of real intense type of training and sweaty workouts really filtered into um my identity for the worse um is that the right way to say it but yeah kind of contributed towards a a tricky relationship with exercise which is now very good thankfully but I think it's something that everyone can definitely relate to or not everyone but a lot of people a lot Um, of people for sure more people than I think we we know because it's not something people will really talk about yeah absolutely um, so you mentioned obviously there a few minutes ago about the fact that you were loving staying, uh, being able to move at home and do exercise at home. And it's something I can relate to for sure. Like I, um, my gym is closed, obviously. And we were chatting off air about how that would have definitely freaked me out about five years ago. And this time around, I was like, oh, well, that's 
grand. <laughs> like it's fine. There's plenty of ways to move inside your own home and outside your own home. Um, and it's something I did want to kind of make the focus of this episode was staying active during this time with current restrictions in Ireland in mind. Um, it's something I know you've, you've spoken quite a bit about on your Instagram as well. And obviously you're doing your Instagram lives at the weekend, which is brilliant. And I know a couple of yoga teachers, for example, who are doing Instagram live um yoga uh, practices which is amazing and I'd love to know what ideas would you have for someone wanting to stay active while staying at home and, and following current public health advice yeah I think number one is make a schedule that is number one scheduling is my savior right now and um, it goes out the window on a Sunday now but yeah. um yeah so you need to schedule out your workouts um and that is not just what time you're going to work out and what day you're going to work out but you need to schedule out the movement itself and exactly what that is going to be to a t um and then that needs to be that term that uh, Darren Garrahy used for her new year's resolutions which I never forgot and I've used so much since was they're not resolutions or they're not they're not goals they're not aims they're non-negotiables you know, if you want to do it for your health, which we know like a degree of physical activity is needed for our health, you need to make them non-negotiables. Um, for that to be one you can really stick to, they need to be movement forms you enjoy. So for example, I might sit down tonight and I'll plan out my week and I might say resistance training Monday, Tuesday, Friday. And I might say, you know, cardio Tuesday, my live on Saturday. Mm. Um, or now that may change depending on how my body feels during the week. Maybe it will be cardio two days, things like that. Um, but then when it comes to what is in those actual sessions, what they're composed of, you need to know what it is you're going to do. So you need to have, like, let's say you're going to do five exercises, five rounds, 10 reps of each, something like that. And mm -hmm. um, so that would be number one. It's the scheduling, it's making it non-negotiable, and it's knowing what is going to be within those sessions. Knowing what is within those sessions then is, I suppose, somewhat a different point in itself. How do you fill those sessions up of what they're going to be um, composed of? So I'm sure everyone listening uses social media because that's probably why they're here, probably Instagram. There's a lot of home workouts being shared on Instagram right now. And honestly, I think the more the better, the more variety, the better. There is a lot of Instagram lives taking place right now. I think the more you can try out, the better. Um, for example you know, my own on a Saturday. I know Leanne Moore is doing some fantastic lives at middays on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Maeve Madden is doing great workouts, I think, Monday to Friday, Alice Living. There's so many options there. So if you can't compose that workout time of your own exercise movements, or you can't get motivated from saving an Instagram workout that someone has recommended you try out, well, then I would do an Instagram live or YouTube workout. Know exactly what it is you're going to have in there. So I guess point one, scheduling. Point two, knowing what's in them, be that alive or be it one you saw. Number three, your workout space. I think that's absolutely crucial. Mm. So obviously we are still within a two kilometer um, radius limit and then that will go to five soon, that will go to 20. So, you know, if you're going for a walk, if you're going for a run, obviously you have the likes of the Strava app that will help you um, maybe increase the distance of your walk or your run outdoors within your radius, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, but when it comes to a workout space within your home, that needs to be established. And that needs, I, I think personally, that needs to be the one space that you go to every day. It, 
it has to be associated with movement and good feelings for you. So for me, that is my garage. Now, the garage is quite dusty. There's a lot of bits and bobs around. Ideally, you want it to be a clean space, free of clutter. But um, having that space and knowing that when you go out there, that is your kind of zone. Like the gym was a zone for people. I think you need an area at home that will be that zone for you. That would be number three. Sorry, Kira, this is quite No, this is an amazing answer. I love this. <laughs> and then number four would probably be um, sound. I think sound is crucial. So if you're going for a walk or run, fair enough. Some people like to go sound free. Um, some people like to have music or a podcast. Um, depending on the mood you're in, fair enough. But I think music is something for me that I get lost in. And that has become a really, really big part of my life lately to help me, um, I don't know, like just get in the zone for whatever it is that I'm doing. So I have a workout playlist. If anyone wants to follow it, it is on Spotify. Um, mm. But generally then I add songs every single week for my Discover Weekly. And if I don't have music playing, I can't work out. And that needs to be music that I enjoy and that motivates me. Um, if you're doing an Instagram live, well, then that person needs to be your motivation. You've got to make sure they're someone that you find has an infectious spirit or way of coaching you through that workout. Um, or if it's just going for a walk, listening to music, make sure it's music that you really enjoy. Like even when I'm doing the cleaning on a Saturday morning, that's become my kind of cleaning time each week. Mm. Um, my headphones go on and it's a different type of music to my workout or to my walk. And it's not a podcast. So I think people can find a sound that will motivate them through whatever movement that it is that they're doing. So I suppose to summarize, we have your scheduling, making it non-negotiable, knowing what's within those sessions, having your workout space and then having sounds that motivate you to get through your workout. I love that. There's so many different elements of that answer that I want to unpick a little bit. Um, I suppose, first of all, I think it's great that you said scheduling with the caveat of flexibility, depending on how you feel or how your body is on a given day. I think it's such a trap that many of us, myself included, can fall into being like, okay, Wednesday, I have to do that on that day. And sometimes uh, these days I wake up and I'm like, it's Wednesday. I'm like, I don't want to do that today. I'll do it tomorrow, you know, or I might do it tomorrow. And it'll re it'll go back into the schedule, but it will go on the next day. And that's yeah. totally okay. You know, that's it's not a crime to change your plans. People can change, you can change. You design your week, you are you. So you get to make the change. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think um, like I love that. I think there's a degree of I'm all about intuitive exercise. But mm. there's also a degree of, you know, I am a trainer. This is where I kind of didn't agree with kind of parts of the body positivity movement anymore. Because if you have a goal physically and mentally you're in an OK place to work towards it, that is extremely important. Mentally, you have to have a good relationship with the whole process. Mm. There are certain types of movement that are going to like serve you better for that goal. However, you need to have that balance between working towards a goal and intuitive exercise and relationship comes number one. So if you wake up and you feel okay to go and do whatever it was that was planned, brilliant. But relationship is number one. So if you don't feel mm. okay with it, I think with scheduling, you have to stick to it. But what is in that time slot can change. So that's where the like, you know, the type of exercise can change. So let's say you've planned to do a hit workout between 10 and 11. Mm. scheduled out your day and if you just decide you know okay actually instead I'm gonna I'm gonna throw on Netflix and I'm gonna have a tub of ice cream I would actually say note that I would say get up and do yoga or go for a walk or do stretching I would still include movement of some kind unless you're ill 
because I think that will keep your day rolling better because I think scheduling is really important for our mental health right now for people who are stuck and working from home. So that was just something I wanted to kind of nitpick on a little bit more. That intuitive mm-hmm. exercise is really important. But when it comes to scheduling right now, being stuck at home or anyone self-employed, I think if you're changing the type of movement, um, do just that, I guess. Yeah. Change the type yeah. Of movement. yeah, I know what you mean, because especially like it's something that I saw someone tweet about recently, it was like a lot of people would have a lot more movement built into their day simply through commuting, like walking to the train, taking the train, walking to the office, you know, and if you're working from home, that's been cut out. And then ergonomically as well, I think the setup is going to be different, you know, depending on if you had a standing desk at work or if you don't have that or you used to take a lunchtime walk when you were at the office, you know, that should still be done if you can, if you're working from home, yeah. trying to build structure build structure of your day is important but movement being part of that structure is key so absolutely um I love the fact that you said try just like make time to try different things this is actually a really good time you know if you're injury free and otherwise healthy and relationship with exercise is good it's a really good time to try different things um different trainers or different forms of movement and see what you like definitely and I think that's something that um like it's funny in the Instagram world I I said at the end of a live one time I was like guys I don't mind if if you don't come back here next week like I don't mind if someone else you know if you shared Mm. my life this week and you do someone else's next week I want you I want everyone to try everything because that is how you find out what you enjoy most most and that is how you connect with more people and right now being stuck at home or even when this lifts I think variety is a spice of life um in everything in relationships in conversations in food and in how we move and that is going back to the first thing that we said in this conversation is like not associate associating who you are with a particular way of eating way of moving way of living because I do think variety is spice of life absolutely and I think it's really interesting when you said there about sound like that's a brilliant point um it's funny I used to listen to music a lot when I uh well, probably, I don't know when, but like, you know, until probably about a year ago when I moved to Galway, I, just, I had read or not. I think I listened to a podcast. Someone was like, I used to listen to music and now I do podcasts in the gym. And I was like, that would never motivate me. I don't understand that at all. And then I said, I'd try it. And it's funny. Now I listen to podcasts when I work out at home. If I do yoga, I'm either in silence or I have music on. But if I'm doing like a weight session at home, then um, I put a podcast on, which is um I never really thought I would do that and I totally agree with you I think music is is key as well it's just something that I've switched up recently to try and it's interesting um you would think it would make you a bit less mindful because you're listening to another person's conversation but for me it actually helps a bit more so I I don't know I'm going to switch back to music in a little bit and see but it's just an interesting one Um, as you said though either way the sound is really important yeah no that is a very good point and I'm so glad you made that because it's I suppose it's really important to say yes podcasts can be your workout sound it doesn't need to be music I think if it's in my head I'm like if I'm going for when I used to do heavy weightlifting mm. like trying to do a one rep max squat I'd have to oh you know, yeah you'd, you'd need tunes <laughs> but other than that um like often because I've been using the cross trainer a, like a lot more since mm. I can't go running um, I would be listening to a podcast and when I was in the gym I'd get off the cross trainer after maybe a warm-up or 15 minutes there to do a little bit of upper body weight work and I'd leave the podcast on because I was really yeah. enjoying some days and some days it was music so again there's a degree of intuition with the sound as well and what sound okay. do you need on that day um, and actually one thing I was going to jump back and say because I feel like I'm, I'm a cheat if I don't say it to you Kira. I need to admit something <laughs> uh, 
but you know the way you said like obviously we didn't panic when the gyms closed yeah um it's funny that with an injury with my injury because I suppose it had been quite recent there actually was a degree of me that went oh my god if I can't get a cross trainer I'm not going to be able I know to what you mean because I didn't think I was able to walk as much as I have been luckily it's healing but um I guess for anyone else out there with an injury, if you panicked a little bit, because like me, maybe you could only use a stationary bike or a cross trainer. Um, I just, I, I feel like there's an element there of it that I hope is okay. Um, luckily, I was I was able to get a cross trainer in at home. But I have to say, there probably would be a degree of me that still would be uncomfortable if I didn't have that cross trainer. And I know there's probably negatives to that. That shouldn't be there. But um, I'm going to put that down to the, the injury for now. But just in case anyone else is listening with a similar story, I thought I would share that. No, I can absolutely understand that. And actually, in a way, I can relate to it as well. Um, Like I was uh, getting kind of upper back discomfort back earlier in the year, um, which was just totally ergonomic in in origin. And um, I saw a physio about it. it was really helpful. And I was using a particular machine in the gym as part of the um, the rehab process first. And obviously, then when the gyms closed, I had about two weeks left of those kind of the other way physio gives you x amount of exercises for x amount of time um which I wasn't able to do so I was kind of improvising with like a resistance band at home but um definitely that's I can totally relate to that and thank you for for making that point I think that's really important to say and on I suppose the the point the topic of um of movement at home um I suppose I wouldn't call these essentials but would you say there's any sort of I suppose exercise not I suppose equipment might make people think of treadmills and that's not what I mean obviously because I mean, I know I can't afford to buy a treadmill for my house, nor do I want one. But would there be kind of bits and bobs to help with um, sort of staying active at home? So when it comes to equipment, it's pretty much sold out everywhere right now. It's very hard to get our hands on equipment. Mm. Um, if anyone's listening to this in the future, when everything is back in stock, well, then, yes, kettlebells, dumbbells, resistance bands, um, a mat, Mm. that is literally like you have so much variation there possibly a skipping rope and um, most of my clients I'm working with at the minute I've d- designed up different home workout plans for everyone depending on the equipment they have not everyone could get certain equipment and um, depending on the resistance of your band so that would probably be the most of the equipment that is going to be useful if you can get your hands on it now if you can't there's still plenty of ways to move without them I mean you can use tins of food you could get a five leaf five litre water bottle and Mm. uh, you know hold that to your chest for some squats or press it overhead there are different ways to go about it it does just make it a little bit more difficult in my opinion because variety keeps me interested Mm -hmm. and but they will be the pieces of equipment that will be most useful again then you just need to be very careful that your form is going to be correct at home and not maybe provoking an injury in the future when you don't have someone there to check your form um yeah absolutely that's a really important point yeah Definitely. And one thing that we've already touched on a bit in this episode, but I thought would be interesting to flesh out a bit more is, I suppose, the the idea of social media and fitness. And you and I have spoken offline uh, many times about this, but it is so hard, I think, to not compare ourselves to what everyone else is doing. And that's whether we're in the middle of a global pandemic or not, or at least what people say they're doing online, as you've correctly pointed out, it is um, frequently a highlight reel. Um, Would you have any tips for us, especially with a bit more time? I know people are spending more time online, partly to stay connected and partly maybe just a bit of mindless use, but would you have any tips to help us keep the focus on moving in a way we enjoy and not comparing ourselves? I know you speak about this quite a lot on your Instagram yourself. 
it's a difficult one because I think the more time we spend on social media, the more it actually silences our intuition and we don't realize it. Love that. Um, I have found that, Kira, myself. Mm. So I think the best way to make sure you are actually adhering to your own intuitions when it comes to the movement you enjoy is spend less time on social media full stop. And when you do go on to it, if you're going on looking for a movement inspiration, I think you need to find the people that you know you can be inspired by and just stick to what they're sharing. Um, mm. if, if there's people that are sharing things that is not what you enjoy and you're looking at their body and you're starting to compare, it's going to silence out your intuitions subconsciously. Um, because that is what happened to me. Um, like going back to the question you asked me about what I enjoyed when I was younger and I'm coming back to it now and it was social media that probably caused all the problems in between that subconsciously drowned out my intuitions as to what it is that I truly enjoy doing, moving, eating, living, being. Um, so yeah, I would say really just be cautious with how you use social media and the time that you use it. Um, at the beginning of this week, my phone broke which should not have broke because it was way too expensive to break. Phone <laughs> <laughs> broke. Um, it literally went black. And initially I panicked. I was like, oh my God, social media is my job. What am I going to do? I can't share this. I can't share that. I can't look at this. I can't look at that. I don't know what these 10 people are doing all day, every day anymore. And then, oh my God, it was like pennies just dropped. And it was the first night I had such a restorative night's sleep because I know from my watch if my nervous system is really recovering and it's the first night in weeks and I haven't had one since I got my phone back that has been as restorative and I do think that's down to social media use and so I think a detox day a week is good for everyone but just like use social media purposefully don't pick up your phone when there's nothing going on in the moment when you decide to use social media pick it up with a purpose if this is the time you're going to pick it up and go through people's content fair enough. If this is the time you're going to pick it up to share a post, to post on your own story, fair enough. But if you're picking up, picking it up to be mindless, it will silence your intuitions subconsciously if you're not um, very strong internally or self-assured. So it's just being very cautious there. I love that. Pick it, pick it up with a purpose. That is something I've actually been trying to implement myself since so probably in the last like two or three weeks because I do feel like I'm using my phone a lot more and some of that is because I'm making video calls um or I'm trying to put content together that's let's say COVID-19 related which is what I've been sharing a lot of recently but trying to pick it up with the purpose of completing a task and putting it away it's such a good point and I really hope people repeat that in their heads um going into a new week um because the trap of comparison becomes wider and wider the longer we spend in that black hole doesn't it really absolutely and yeah. we all know that is the thief of joy Tis exactly and I think as well like being mindful about what we're sharing is really important too like I feel like I used to share almost every this is a few years ago but I feel like I used to share almost every trip to the gym or every like sweaty workout I did and these days I would say I share probably 20% of the time that I have done a workout because I just I, I'm, I've tried to disentangle who I'm sharing it for. And I've thought about this a lot in my own head and not talked a lot about it on my Instagram. But, you know, if I think it's going to motivate and inspire someone else, then brilliant. Yeah. But if not, then I'm doing it for me. Like I'm doing the, the exercise for me. And I don't think it necessarily needs to. Like I'm not sharing the workout. Like I'm not a personal trainer. So it's, that's not yeah. would be appropriate for me to do that. And I just wouldn't want anyone to 
feel like I suppose triggered is the wrong word but like you know that they should be working out because I'm doing it I'm just conscious of that influence of a following and yeah. sharing yeah. for the right reasons it is so hard to be oh, just sure that you're sharing the right thing but um, yeah you're doing the right thing looking at your social media especially as a doctor you have to be careful because a lot of people will question how you move and things like that and um, but you've, you've got it down to a T by the looks of things <laughs> no, I don't know about that but do my best <laughs> now the last um I suppose question and this is probably a big one that doesn't have just one answer but in Ireland and I've spoke we've spoken about this in a previous episode um but obviously we have physical activity guidelines for aerobic activity which is you know the type that usually gets our heart rate up uses our cardiovascular system and then we've got activities that sort of more focus on strengthening our muscles and our bones and improving our balance um unfortunately we don't do either of those enough as a population we've definitely seen a lot of improvement in the irish population looking at the healthy ireland surveys that they do every year which is great yes. but i'd i'd love to ask you if someone wants to start with just one change to get more active what would you suggest particularly now when there is more of an opportunity to try new things um, at home or outdoors? I think when it comes to just one change. You can pick like two or three if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's individual dependent, you know, it, it's obviously, you know, yourself, everything is so individual dependent. So your true. age, your abilities, your interests and all of that. But it would be, it would probably be like just dedicating 15 minutes a week uh, or sorry, 15 minutes a day, three times in the week. So three times in the week, you're going to spend 15 minutes getting your heart rate to a slightly breathless point. Um, and that might be a light jog. That might be following a workout on Instagram. That might be running with your kids on the lawn. That might be dusting off the bike that's been in the garage for the last 20 years and giving that a go. But like 10 to 15 minutes. Um, three times a week I know that's less than what the recommendations are but if the recommendations are something you have not done at all mm. I think you know don't put pressure on yourself to kind of hit those straight away because we are two quite you know active girls and we exercise a good bit but um, I'm very aware of the fact that some people are not and even yeah. just doing 10 to 15 minutes can be extremely hard Um, but I think starting off and this might be a little bit of like the hard ass coach in me kind of coming out. Um, <laughs> but I, I would not say just go for a walk sometimes because it's not if, if, if you're extremely unfit and that does cause you to get breathless. I think that's fine. But it is kind of important to actually push a little bit harder than just a walk sometimes for our physical health, not just mental. If we're yeah. able. So start small and, you know, I suppose aim for that and achieve those little small goals and build yeah. from there yeah if you're doing 10 minutes three times a week to start off that's a brilliant starting point add on a minute every week and that's a brilliant way to go brilliant I love that um thank you Natalie um I'd love if just as a last question and I I, I don't know if I mentioned to you that I was going to ask this but um I ask it of all of my guests um I would love if you could share, this doesn't have to be in any way related to exercise, but if you could share one tip for the listeners to bring a bit of Irish balance into their lives. I love that question. I think you asked me this before and I was like, oh no, what do I say? I know I did. <laughs> I've had such a varied amount of answers from like dancing in your room to, um, God, uh, not taking life too seriously to sleep um you know there's been so many different answers and I, I never know um what the person's going to say so there's it, it's a no judgment zone don't worry <laughs> um I think 
going back to how I believe that variety is the spice of life, is that like this week, do something that you have never done before. And do something you've never done before. That doesn't need to be big. That could be like using one of those adult coloring books. It Mm. could be making the first move to text the guy because you're always the one waiting for him to text you. It could be making a recipe you have never made before. Maybe, you know, more of a treat recipe because you always make healthy ones or maybe the opposite. Mm. Um, Something you have never done before. Maybe my Instagram live workout Saturday at 10 (laughs) o'clock. Get get dancing, get dancing. (laughs) Brilliant. I love that answer. Thank you so much, Natalie. That's inspired me now to try something new this week. Um, I'm so grateful to you for coming on to the podcast. It's been such a lovely chat. Would you let people know where to find you and any upcoming um, online events that you want to flag for people um, on social media or elsewhere? Um, So my Instagram is definitely the main place right now. New website is something I'm hoping to launch when the I, I'm pretty sure I said that on my last podcast with you. Yeah. <laughs> when COVID-19 is has all lifted, I have someone I'm working with. But my Instagram is Natalie with a H, Lennon underscore. Um, any questions anyone has or review here, pop me over a message. Um, that is really the main way. My email links are there if you want to get in contact with me. There should be a link to my website as well so you can check out more of what I'm doing. Online right now, the most of my lives um, my solo lives, it's just Saturday at 10 a.m. because I have to be cautious with my hip injury. Yeah. Um, some weeks there may be a few more kind of collaborations and things like that. But um, yeah, that's the main place you can find me really during the lockdown. But hopefully when it lifts, hopefully Wellfest will go ahead in September and you'll find me teaching there at the Wellfest tent and I cannot wait. Brilliant. Well, hopefully I will see you there as well. I'll be really looking forward Absolutely. to that. Natalie, thank you so much for your time. And guys, thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode uh do let myself and natalie know you know where to find us on instagram you can tag us in your stories and as always if you like the podcast please do subscribe so that you can keep on top of the new episodes and um please give the podcast a review if you'd like to as well because it helps my message to reach more people so thank you for listening and i'll see you for the next episode bye